I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got? All right, what you guys need to know is that I felt some type of way about a certain person's comments. If you haven't heard, Cam Newton was... At a podcast, Barstool Sports Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast this week. And he had a few comments that, you know what, I didn't really like. He said, a woman for me is handling her own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of, like, I'm a boss, beep, I'm this and I'm that. No, baby, you can't cook. You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow your man to lead. And look, as a woman, I do think you need to cater to your partner's needs, right? I think it's uh, vice versa, just like they cater to yours. So I don't really have an issue with that. But it was more of you don't know when to be quiet because as a woman, I've heard that I've actually dated someone who told me that, that he was like, yo, you don't know how to be quiet and let me do me. And I'm like, he's like, you need to learn how to shut up. Oh. So it triggered me a little bit. But it oh. wasn't it wasn't like shut up because you talk a lot because you know I do talk a lot but more so uh he felt <laughs> he felt I mean some, I do talk a lot I do but he felt some type of way he felt threatened by what right. I would say yeah I agree and that's yeah. different right so for me that's where I was like um I don't know man I don't know I feel well like I think that there's a lack of maturity there is what oh, I would yeah, say for sure mm-hmm. and I think that what happens is just because you're old doesn't mean you're mature. Um, I mean, Cap's a perfect example of that, right? Uh, so <laughs> I can't see that. Bad. I'm I'm young. That's why I'm immature. Just yes, exactly. So I, uh, I I look, man. Here's what I would say. I actually, it's so funny you brought this up because today, um, this morning, I was scrolling through Instagram, which I don't do enough, um, but I was doing today, and this one thing popped up, and it was like a Chris Rock stand up on one of those reels, and it talked about relationships and it said it was from a standard where he said he's like there's too much competition amongst people who are couples he's like f that her success is your success and you know what ladies his success is your success so you should be working together and understanding you can achieve something greater that if you do it together he's like two people can move a couch it's really hard for one person to move a couch (laughs) and and he's right you know what I mean? So if that's so that when when I when I re- saw that this morning, I thought of the Cam Newton thing, and I'm like, man, that's really like this kind of made it kind of hit home in a different way because mm-hmm. Chris Rosh just explains it so easily, you know. And God, Cam Newton annoys me so much. He just I don't know what it is about him. Um, maybe it's this like ridiculous like lettering thing that he does where he thinks he's Prince in his like. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he puts out these messages and then he he's got this weird kind of. Writing, I like don't a know, signature? Man. No, no, no. I, somebody will help me out here. Like You'll know cryptic what, stuff. Yeah, some, okay. that, and, no. and then he's always like in a car smoking a cigar, you know. And it's like, bro, um, and that now you're talking this kind of stuff. Wait, but what is the problem with the car and the, the cigar yeah. in the car? I don't understand that part. Well, I mean, you smoking don't like cigar a car smell in your car in a cigar, yeah. a cigar in a car, really. 
I mean, I mean it's his car. What do you care? You ever sat in a casino next to somebody who's smoking a cigar and you're like, there's really nothing I can do because it's allowed. Yeah. Gosh, that's annoying. I, well, I don't care I like about the smell of cigars because. No, I don't I care for the smell of yeah. c- cigars or smoke all that much anyway. But, uh, I mean, right. Like, I mean, it's his car. Who cares about that? I mean, there are plenty of other things that know, like. He could do that or worse than that. Listen, yeah. all I know is this. I like the way Cam Newton dresses. I like the drips. Is that is that did that sound right or did that sound right? The drip. There's no need for an S. Oh, I don't. It's, there's, it's not plural. Okay. I do like Cam Newton's drip. I like his hat game. I think it's very strong. Okay. But um, the smoke and the cigar and the the weird funky language. <laughs> I don't know. He's become annoying. I mean, me. look, weird funky language. You're talking about anyone with weird funky language. I mean, I could be included in that. Wait a second. Hold on a second here. But I, I Wait, will Chris say- Morales is saying he smokes cigars in a car every day, and he drives to the station, you idiot, and when I drive home. So I what? I was going to say, like, Morales so smokes cigars. You kind in of attacked car? him. But- oh, man. You did. You attacked him. Yeah. Well, it's like when I see people smoking cigarettes in their car with their oh, windows gross. up, I'm like, oh, dude. I- wow. Yeah, I wouldn't Different. do it, but, I mean, it's not my car, so what the hell do I care? But, okay, well, I will say one thing, because somebody came at me and said, yo, he said something about dudes, too. He did. He did, you know talk about guys and how they need to step up and all these other things but i feel like when you as a man have that platform and are talking about women in a certain way that's what i have a problem with uh yeah i think that two things can be true yes he was critical of men but also the what he said about women you know come on man like i don't i feel like that's you know this isn't you know 1950 you know what i mean like what are we talking about here you know so whatever that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. I, Morale is very upset at you. I know, I, I'm not reading the text, but I see, I see them flying around. Dude, he called me an idiot all because I was saying that I find that Cam Newton smoking a cigar in a car while doing a podcast and this ridiculous uh, alphabet that he's got when he when he put you know, he types in posts, he's annoying. And now Chris is all upset like I attacked him for smoking a cigar in his car. Hey, if you want to smoke a cigar in your car, that's fine. I'm just not getting in your car. I don't think he wanted you in his car anyway. They may not have. That that is absolutely possible. That is true. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I mean if you had a convertible, maybe, maybe, maybe I'd consider it. Yeah. Sit in your car with the windows up while you're smoking a cigar. Really? That's a little okay. much, don't you think? What about if it was like what if it was like a joint? That's different. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> how is that different? That's totally different, George. How is that different? <laughs> that is completely. Here's how. I'm going to explain to you how. You ready? Uh, Tell me. Because if Chris is smoking a cigar, I have no interest in saying, yo, can I get some of that? But if yeah. Chris is smoking a joint, I'd be like, yo, give me that. Puff, puff, pass, dude. What's up? Mm. Don't bogart that thing. Give it over. Bogart. See, that's the difference. Do you like that word? Okay. You like bogarting? No, it's funny. It's a funny. It's a funny use of the word. Well, I mean, it's it's from, you know, that world yeah. in the 90s. Yes. Uh, all right. So where do you want to go here? Do you want to <laughs> go with the ri- with the ridiculous situation that went down between the Clippers and the T-Wolves? Or do you want it? Well, we don't have time for all the Russell Westbrook trade ideas. We might as well push that back. So let's just do the Clippers thing here real quick. Okay, go ahead. So I saw all the Laker fans up in the video yesterday on Twitter and Instagram making fun of the Clippers because they lost a playing game. Now, look, that's all cute. 
So they ain't got no ring. I'm just saying though, I'm we ain't talking saying. about that. No, I'm saying like the, you weren't there. <laughs> like you're not even in the play-in. Like what are we talking no. about here? I must tell you though, George, I'd rather not be in the play-in than lose the first game in the play-in. Why? And, you get, they still have one more chance to play. I know. And then maybe lose the second game in the play-in, and then you've lost two games and you've played your way out rather than playing your way in. To be honest with you, I, I'm telling you seriously, I'd rather not be. I'd rather be where the Lakers are right now than where the Clippers are right now. And I know that sounds completely counterintuitive. Why? Because what, is the ra- what is the logic to that? The logic is being in the play-in is embarrassing if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Seriously. You had to play in. You you barely made it. You had you're in the play. They did that last year. I understand that they did that last year. I understand, but this year the way things went down, it's just brutal. It's ridiculous, and I just would rather them be out, off, get off your feet, rehab your body. Do not put in any more wear and tear. Let's get everybody healthy and let's start all over again for next year, rather than being where the Clippers are right now. Because let me ask you something. You think the Clippers are going to win the championship this year? No. Okay, so I'd rather have the Lakers on a beach somewhere rather than playing right now what I think are ultimately So you would rather, games. I mean, for, take the Clippers and Lakers out of this for a second. Yeah, go ahead. You would literally rather not be in the playoffs or the play-in or anything, right. like right. with a chance to actually be in the postseason right. than actually try to play in the postseason? Like, how correct. does that make sense? That is, that is correct. It doesn't make any sense. Don't try and make sense of it. It doesn't make sense. But you see, the difference is last year when the Lakers were playing their way in, uh-huh. I actually believed that last year's team, regardless of where they finished, it didn't matter. I right. really believed it didn't matter if they had home What if Kawhi advantage. came back in the first round? Would you feel like they were capable of winning that series against Not Phoenix? really, although, I mean, listen, really? I, I, I doubt that most of these guys who've been hurt all year who potentially could come back here at the end, I find it hard to believe that they could really contribute. But on the other hand, I mean, I, I don't know why I think that way. I mean, look what Cam Akers did for the Rams this year. Missed the whole season, came back and contributed. You know, well, I'm not saying and he was Kawhi a star. Leonard, Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi, I, mean, I don't know, man. Like, you telling me like. How about this? How about when Paul George came back from injury? His first night back from injury, he had like a monster night. Even right. Anthony Davis, too. And his by credit, the way, he had a terrible first half and was incredible in the second half last night. Yep. He, listen, even Anthony Davis, when he came back late in the season, he had like a 20 Are you arguing point against game. yourself now? What is I happening am, here? I am arguing against myself because I told you, don't try and make sense of what I'm saying to you. Right. I'm just saying that. The Clippers last night, with about eight minutes to go in the game, had like a 10-point lead. If Correct. You're on, if you're on the road and you And then Carl Anthony Towns fouled out, and Minnesota actually did better. And, and listen, Carl Anthony Towns had four fouls going into halftime. Yeah. Patrick Beverly had three going into halftime. So yeah. you would have thought if you were the Clippers, like, hey, I got this. You know, they're, their best guys are, are you know, they're, they're in foul trouble early. Yeah, here. Reggie Jackson played like crap in Marcus uh, uh uh, Marcus Morris um, really passed up a bunch of open shots, which I didn't understand either as I watched the game. But yeah, like I, I mean, my just I just don't get the logic of making fun of the Clippers. I mean, I get it. You're the you know you they're your little redheaded stepchildren brother, whatever you want to call it. Like I get that, but it's like they're playing in a meaningful game and you're not. You're home. Like yeah. what? Just like, to be clear. I, just be clear. I'm not making fun of them. I'm telling you that I'd rather be. I'd rather the Lakers. You'd rather be in Cancun. Correct. Then playing the play-in. Correct.
Yeah, I, I think that versus Minneapolis. Insane, insane to me. Is Lindsay, that does that sound insane to you too, or yeah. am, I, am I the only one that thinks that's crazy? Well, I was going to ask: Is this only if you're the Lakers? Yes. Because Why? I was going to say, like for the for Cleveland, for the Cavs, I know I always bring it back to Cleveland, but they need Bingo. the experience in in the playoffs, even if it's not technically the playoffs, they need that type of pressure and to be in that type of situation, I think, to give them the experience to be successful in the future. Don't you think that that applies to every team? Not the Lakers. I mean, LeBron literally came off a, an injury to tr- and, and got hurt again to try to make the play-in. So what does that mean? It means that LeBron was hurt and, and playing in Cleveland and dunking over Kevin Love was more important than the next game, which was against No, he played in that Pelicans game after being hurt and, and got hurt again. Yeah, so he was hurt. So th- here's my point. I don't want this Laker team, specifically this Laker team, in this postseason because I knew and they knew they weren't going to make any noise in this postseason. So rather than putting any more wear and tear on any of these bodies, which, by the way, let's say they made it into the plan. You think LeBron was good enough to play? You think Anthony Davis was good enough to play? You think Russell Westbrook, now that what you've heard from him, was, was going to be happy about having to play more games when nobody thought this team was going anywhere? This Laker team needed to shut it down, as counterintuitive as that sounds. And I know it sounds stupid. I get it. I'm the one saying it. Even I think I sound stupid. But what I'm saying to you is, is that I'd rather this Laker team be thinking about the future not about a couple of games until they get bounced. Okay, Let, let's continue this on the other side. Plus, I want to get to uh, Eric Pincus on Bleacher Report did a really good job of creating these Russell Westbrook trade ideas that are actually realistic. So we'll do that on the other side as well. Stick around. We're back in four minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Al Green. Makes me feel kind of snappy. I know you definitely liked London Beat. I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you, yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about you. I haven't heard that song in a long time. Got you on my mind. Shababop. (laughs) Did you say Shababop? That's, I believe that's how they uh, perform it in the song. That's like when I sing a Michael Jackson song and I happen to just bust out a shaman. But you have to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, but no. How about a mama say mama sa mama kusa? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, Can I ask I, you guys I, a weird random side note thing about Michael Jackson now that you brought him up? Yeah. So I saw this uh, post today, if it was like Facebook or Instagram, that he used to talk with a fake voice. Did you guys know that? What do you mean he would talk with a fake voice? Like he he had he actually had a much deeper voice and like that soft higher pitch voice yeah. was like um like a voice modulator or no like way. a that's I'll send you guys a story. I saw no a post way. about it. And then I googled it and I saw that like he he like made this voice up. It wasn't his real voice. 
<laughs> I never heard that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, in 2005, Court TV's Diane Diamond said Jackson actually had a big, deep uh, sound voice somewhere in there, especially if you bring him bad news, if you make him mad. His voice gets very, very deep. She oh, my. Hollywood. Wow. Mike, I got some bad news. Oh, no. Mike, I got some good news. <laughs> I, never, I never heard that before, so then I Googled it, and there's all these stories about it. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I had no idea. That's really no funny. Idea. No idea. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. Lindsay's random thought of the day, sorry. Yeah. Bad news, bad news, deep voice. Good news, high, high voice. That should totally be a thing. We could sell that. Sure. Oh, yeah. I got George, tons of them, too. George, next time you ask me you want the good news first or the bad news first, <laughs> I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be like, the good news. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so um, all right. Do you want uh, potential good news about Russell Westbrook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Eric Pinkus, <laughs> Eric Pinkus, who does a really good job. Only two of us think this is funny, by the way. Only two. I'm laughing way too hard at this. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Eric uh, Pinkus, talk to me. Yeah, Eric Pinkus has six realistic Russell Westbrook trade ideas for the Lakers. You ready? I am ready. Hey, Laura, give give us some, like, basketball music here or something. I'm sorry. I probably should have told you this a lot. I like some Michael Jackson. Sure there's, you know? there's that. Uh, well, I mean, you can put Michael <laughs> Jackson if you'd like. I mean, whatever you'd like, it's fine with me. Shaman. So. Um, yeah, I mean, so. All right, I can't wait to hear these six trade ideas. All right, let's start with trade idea number one. Okay. Trade idea number one, numero uno, as they say. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the only team with significant cap space. They have approximately $32 million. Obviously not enough to absorb Russell Westbrook's $44 million, but it would work if the Lakers took on Derek Favors and Mike Mascala, assuming both took up their player options, so you'd only have to deal with them for one year, which is what Rob Palinka wants, right? Remember I told you he wants to have – cap space in 2023 but you know mike muscala they've tried that here before and Derek favors is not really a super duper duper functional nba player anymore but you're getting off that deal and you still get the 2023 cap flexibility so there's that so that's idea number one okay but by the way the thunder probably going to want your picks too so there's that yeah well that that's the whole thing is this trade is very simple i'm on the phone right now i'm rob palinka i'm going this trade is really simple we'll give you russell westbrook you give us these guys that's the deal. No draft picks. We're not tra- oh, no. trading. Then Sam Presti is literally hanging up the phone. Okay. All right. So that deal's nixed. Forget it. No okay. good. Yeah. We'll get to the Knicks later, actually. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Pacers. You ready? Zach yeah. Lowe actually proposed this idea on television and on his podcast, the Low Post Podcast. The possibility of the Lakers will pivot to the Indiana Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald have been buzzing since the trade deadline. Both players are nearing 30 years old and have expensive multi-year contracts. Brogdon has struggled to stay healthy. And health was a significant problem with the Lakers this season. Heald is a former client of L.A. General Manager Rob Palinka. Uh, the Lakers may also miss interest in Miles Turner, who was shopped heavily by Indiana, but the Pacers already sent DeMontis Sabonis to the Sacramento Kings, so probably a deal for Turner is unlikely. Um, the Pacers may not value Westbrook, a potential buyout candidate, but the Lakers have a shot if they can help Indiana clean up its books because that means he'd come off after a year. Would you do Russell Westbrook for Malcolm Brogdon who's talented but has been injury-prone, and Buddy Heald. I'm considering that. You can table that. it. Um, no, but, table I, but, it. but I'll, yeah. I'll say this one, George. The first one I'm, t- I'm saying no to. Okay. This one I'm going to put off to the side over here, and I may come back to it because ultimately I still like Buddy Heald a lot, 
and I, I really think he could be a, a good contributor. You've said many times, give LeBron a good shooter. I think Buddy Hield's a good shooter. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this one off to the side. Okay, so we'll put it to the side. We'll table it for a moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, help Charlotte dump Gordon Hayward. The Charlotte Hornets have overpaid the often injured veteran Gordon Hayward. He will earn $30.1 million next season, but has a year more than Westbrook on his contract at 31 and a half. Hayward might be the rare target whom the Lakers would have some leverage. Uh, would Terry Rozier, who is under contract through 25-26, be enough to entice L.A. to take on Hayward? Other names that could interest the Lakers, Mason Plumlee, Kelly Oubre Jr., or even P.J. Washington, who will be extension eligible this summer if Washington's asking price is too high. Charlotte may look to move on besides Hayward and maybe a long-term contract. So let's do the 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 lesser of these opportunities because, you know, Charlotte is going to be like, eh, I don't know. So Hayward, who they want to get off of, and either Kelly Oubre Jr., defensive guy, three-point shooter type, and or Terry Rozier. Scary Terry is a good player, but he's kind of an undersized guard, doesn't play a ton of defense, not terrible at defense, not like as bad as Russ on defense, but he's under contract for a long time. I would say that that if you talked about Hayward and Rozier, that's something I'm interested in. That's a conversation to be had. So I'd put it over here on my right side of this is in play. I won't put it over here on my left side, which is this is out. I've, I've got this trade in play. Okay. The Houston Rockets and Lakers discussed a Westbrook for John Wall deal at the deadline, but L.A. wasn't willing to give up a first-round pick. But the Lakers could have interest in either Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and David Nwaba, who's been on this roster before. That would likely leave $95 million salary on Houston's books with Westbrook and Wall, two players the Rockets wouldn't value, buyouts, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Houston may find better value in the marketplace for Wood elsewhere. If not, he could give the Lakers viable scoring big to help set any Anthony Davis injuries. But unlike Davis, Woods is a marginal defender. So would you do, would you do, Russ to the... Rockets for Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and David Nwaba. Maybe. Okay. We if, I got, that one as well. if I got desperate and I couldn't get rid of Russ and that was the only way I could get rid of him, I'd do it. Right. No picks, but okay. Uh, a path to Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant got a uh, long-term deal from the Detroit Pistons. He was with the Denver Nuggets previously when the Lakers faced them, faced them Pardon me, in the Western Conference Finals. He was a big part of what they were doing. He's kind of a big stretch four. He is the son of Harvey Grant and nephew of Horace Grant. Um, and now Detroit, Grant has one year left at $21 million, and the Pistons may not look to extend him. He's also likely to, uh, to be in demand from other teams. How much would LA be willing to go offer? Would one of the picks be enough along with perhaps taking back a contract like Kelly Olynyk? So it would be Russ in a first for Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk. Are you in or are you out? I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Fair and enough. I like Jeremy Grant. I do. But I'm out on that trade. Okay. And then last one, the Knicks deal that I've been telling you about. Randall and Fournier for Russ. I'm in on that, but I'm being selfish about it. I just want to see Russ play in New York. I want to see Russ's post-game press conferences when he plays really poorly and the New York media goes after him and Russ wants to battle back and it just turns into just viral videos everywhere. So I'm in on Russ going to the Knicks. Okay, but you'd be okay with Julius Randle and Evan Fournier. Nah, I don't care about either of those guys. I just want I just want Russ on the Knicks. Okay, well, that's not really helping the cause for what we were discussing. But thanks, No, that's anyways. true. You're right. Okay, yeah, I'll take those two guys. 
Okay, fair enough. So that's the deal you would pick out of all those six? Out of all those, that's the one I'd pick because, listen, I'm not so consumed with these draft picks, and I know they're, they're years away, 27, 29. They're, they're really far away. But I don't want to give away future assets just to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Th- that, to me, means that Russell Westbrook cost you this season, and now just to get rid of him, you have to trade assets and I don't want to trade assets just to get rid of them. I feel like that's just too much. All right, fair enough. That Next is Radio Tinder. We're going to break for a minute and 45 seconds, and then we're going to do Radio Tinder plus another super segment. Mike D'Antoni saying some stuff about the Lakers. You're going to want to hear about that uh, in just a moment, so stick around for that. Plus, we'll get back into the Clayton Kershaw situation as people are all up in arms and more people are weighing in on that. So we'll be back in a minute a minute and 45 seconds, and then we'll go from basically 532 to 555. So about 23 minutes straight, we'll do that uh, in a segment. Coming up in just a moment. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I just want to say that instead of the Hill Street Blues theme, I think we should just start with the other music because I don't think that the Hill Street Blues theme is conducive to Radio Tinder, right? I mean, it's your segment. You do what you want, girlfriend. I'm I good feel like it. like Hill Street Blues just like put people to sleep. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it sure does. I've never seen the show, but you know the music's just kind of like, oh, it's old timey. You know, whatever. Yeah, speaking anyway. of of putting to sleep, I am so tired today because my three-year-old keeps waking up at like like five forty-five, six in the morning and i i love him to death but my god i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do when i'm staying up trying to watch these games and all the post games and all this stuff like this kid it's driving me crazy. keep him up I with you him. so that way he st- he goes to bed or he wakes up later yeah but then he's got to go to school so i can't do that either oh so. yeah. yeah yeah kids up early for school he loves school this kid yeah isn't there a school. law in california that school can't start before like 9 a.m no 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 oh. That's not true. I thought there was supposed to be a law, but no. I think they're debating a law about like uh, if high school starts at a at a certain time that the elementary and junior highs or middle schools, I guess, should start a little later because of parents who have multiple kids. Like they're discussing that. That is, what I, I know my my daughter who goes to high school. She starts now. I think at like seven fifteen, and next yeah, year it doesn't start until like eight thirty. Seven fifteen. Yeah, because they're doing much. that. Yeah, they're doing that to figure for parents who have multiple kids in different schools. Well, that would have been helpful for me, man. When I was driving four kids to four different schools, oh my yeah. god, yeah, that would have been really helpful. Yeah, kids need sleep in their formative years. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, you know, 
I, I'm uh, I, I I've never been an early bird anyway, so. I, well, uh, I'll try and get through these quick so you don't fall asleep on me here. No, no, no it's okay. Go ahead. I'm fine. I'm just <laughs> tired. Okay. Today. I'm a little tired today. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Heidi Montag, I don't know if you guys know who she is. She was on The Hills, the reality TV show. That's what mm-hmm. she's best known yeah. for. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's found herself in some hot water this week after launching her new jeans line. The former Laguna Beach and Hills star got fans up in arms after sharing her new invention of pants that are meant to be worn just once before throwing them away. After posting the news on the Instagram page to the one-and-done pantwear, Heidi found herself receiving wrath of fans for what many deemed a wasteful and harmful endeavor. Do you guys think that there is a market for single-wear clothing? Swipe left or swipe right cap? (laughs) I'm going to swipe left and say that I don't think there's a market for it. But there are some times when it's just like, I don't know, like I wore these socks for the first time, I'm going to throw them in the garbage. I wore these underwear for the first time, I'm th- and I don't know why. I don't know why I would ever do that. It's just a thought that I just had. Like so maybe there just... is a market for it. Well, I don't know if there's really a market for it, but I know that there's some people that on occasion might think that. But how much are these jeans supposed to be? That I, would, I mean, if I pay $100 for a pair of jeans, I'm not going to wear them once. Um, I don't think they're that expensive, but you do have a point. I think... You could probably make, you could definitely make a case for single wear undergarments and socks, right? You just got to have a, a tremendous surplus, you know? For certain things. Uh, I'm going to swipe, I'm, I'm going to swipe right on this uh, only because, have you ever been to an H&M before? I mean, I don't know. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah, good do they have H&M here in California? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. They do. I, I don't shop that often. They do. Yeah, they so. they do. do have them. There's yeah. I mean, H&M, thing. you literally wash that thing once or and it's like, forget it. It's done. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, You yeah. know, you're, you're on to something here, though, because it's true. Like, sometimes if you go to a store like H&M, which sometimes has really good stuff. Now, by the way, I also don't shop, so I don't know what's going on out there anymore, but you would go to an H and M buy. A oh, you shirt. know what? There is an. I've seen an H and M at Delamo Mall. My spot, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's your meat market, Delamo, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, be- oh, by the way, Beto Duran texted me the other day that he told me he was at he was at Delamo Mall and he was getting the eye from some lady, from a cougar. Well, he so. was probably at the H and M because I saw him this weekend on social media at some boxing event down in Texas, looking very sharp. The kind of jacket that you buy at H and M and then you throw it out before you even travel backwards. Right. So, H, yeah, I mean, H&M isn't that, but, I mean, everyone, people who buy stuff at H&M understand that you're only getting a couple washes out of that. A hundred percent. Like that and, like, Forever 21, I know it's a women's store, but, yes, if you find, like, a T-shirt or a tank top or something you like there, you better buy about five of them mm-hmm. because they're not lasting long. But they're cheap, so it's okay, right? They are cheap. You I can buy, like, T-shirts at H&M for, like, ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. They have a guy yeah. section now, too. H&M, they've always H&M? had Yeah, they've had a guy section forever. forever, yeah. forever and kids. Oh, Forever oh, 21. 21. I, I oh, didn't I know that. Bankrupt. No, Cap, there you go. Forever 21. Dude, I'll go. And then I'll, you know what I'll are, tell you, George? George, you know what I'm going to tell you? Forever 21, Cap. I'm going to be I'm gonna be like this. George, you like this new shirt? You're going to be like, yeah. I'm going to be like, it's lit because I got it at Forever 21. Right. That's yeah. the kind of word you use when you buy stuff from Forever 21. Lit. Yeah. Liddy. Oh, jeez. Go ahead, Linz. What do you got? All right, so a man filed a lawsuit against the Sands Ocean Club Resort in South Carolina last month, claiming that he suffered hearing loss after a cockroach crawled into his ear while he was asleep. Oh, my God. Yeah, disturbing and disgusting. This man named Todd Van Sickle claims in his suit that because of the incident, he has incurred and will continue to incur long-term pain and discomfort, continued medical expenses, and loss of wages and earning capacity. He said that the resort is grossly negligent for failing to clean his room and inspect for roaches. Does this guy have a case? Sedano, swipe left or swipe right? 
I mean, it's going to be hard to prove that. Uh, I mean, if there's a way to prove it, he has a case. Like, if there's some sort of medical uh, examination they can do that they can determine that something crawled into his ear while he was there, yeah, I mean, he has a case. It, other than that, it's going to be really hard. Um, but that does remind me of one of my favorite uh, sci-fi movies growing up as a kid, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, there is an uh, – Ricardo Montalban was the well, bad Ricardo guy. Montalban. He was Khan. Yeah. And there was a uh, – there was a uh, a scene in in the movie um, where they used they 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 inserted these like I don't know these like critters in their through their ear that would control their medulla oblongata of their brain and like make them more subservient to uh, Khan the villain or whatever and if they when they would go through the ear they would be screaming bloody murder which of course would make sense as some you put some critter in your ear so that's immediately where my uh, my head went when I when you said that story, so I'm sorry. Uh, like I'm trying to Google here, Star Trek Wrath of Khan uh, ear. Let's see what comes up here. <laughs> ear. Or mandula oblongata. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Khan puts larva in Chekhov's ear. There you go. It's the first thing that comes up in uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So so this guy is at this resort, and he says that the cockroach went in his ear while he was there while he was sleeping. Right. Yep. Yeah. How does he know? I don't know. Maybe he woke up with it. I'm guessing. Like, well, oh my god, there's what? a cockroach in my ear. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wait a second. That cockroach had to climb into his ear and then decide to take residence inside of his head somewhere, because that's why he's dealing with this pain, the suffering, the loss of wages, and everything else. The the cockroach couldn't just climb in, take a take a nap, and climb back out. And I want to know how this guy found out that there's a cockroach living inside of his head. And by I the mean, way, there's is stories, there... Cap, about people who have like spiders laying eggs inside their ears that they don't find out until the eggs hatch and like tens and thousands yeah, of spiders Yeah, there's like stories about that. She's okay, right. right. So, so is, is there not a medical procedure to remove a cockroach from, from your ear? Well, I guess we, the logistics of the situation are unclear. So let's say for the argument's sake, he went to the doctors and was like, seriously, oh, my ear is bothering me. And there was a cockroach in his ear that they had. And they're to like, remove. dude, there's a cockroach in your yeah. ear. Yeah. 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 Take it then out. It, then he's got a case. Yeah. Well, right? that, if, if, as you say, George, if he can prove Correct. that the cockroach that went into his the, ear at the restaurant, at the resort. I mean, at the hotel. I mean, yeah. yeah. How does he know? Re- he remember sleeping. when uh, Kyrie Irving said that he had bed bugs in his hotel? Yeah. That was a whole thing, right? Like he tried, he wanted to sue them because of the bed bugs. Did I ever tell you the story that um, – uh, have I told – I think I've, I've told it on the air. I don't know if I've told it on this show where I, I did um, – I, you know, I, I traveled a lot of Marriott's over the years. And I went to a Marriott. I had some relatives who lived in Livermore, which is northern California, just kind of east of Oakland, um, like 45 minutes east. And there were only two hotels there. So because I was a Marriott person, I stayed at the Marriott. It's a residence inn, super old residence inn. And I got a bite, like a bug bite that was so bad that it, I was like, it was swollen. Like, I, I think I may be able to still find the pictures of it. I can show you. I was like, oh, my God, I need to go to a doctor. Like, this is bad. Um, and I called them while I was on the premises because I'm like, this is like more swollen than it should be. And then it got worse as I left there uh, when I left. And I called Marriott again. I, I, I sent them the doctor's information and the, 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 you know, the visit. Like, they wrote me like a, a written, you know, I guess uh, – they show, they wrote they like wrote a me like a, a a written summary yes of my visit and they Marriott w- wouldn't take responsibility because it was a, like an individual chain and then the individual chain basically like you know like told me to go bleep off I was like dude 
That is brutal. So I, I went on. I never do this. I went on Yelp. Oh, and nice. I've never written a Yelp review. And it's the only time I've ever written a Yelp review. And what did you say? I think I got bit I said by this, something in I my explained bed. exactly what happened. I said, stay at your own risk. Did you post the picture? <laughs> Cap style? Uh, I don't remember if I posted the picture. Well, hey, listen. <laughs> let me tell you something about that, by the way. My sister, who lives in Tampa, Florida. So, by the way, yeah. real quick, if you go. If you ever go to Livermore for some reason, don't stay at that residence inn. There you go. My sister the other day said, hey, how's your toe doing after that wild animal bit you on the bottom of your foot? How, how, how's your toe doing? I said, well, it's still swollen and black and blue. George, her next text to me was, you ready for this? Yeah. Pick. Just the same way I immediately asked you for a pick when yeah. you told me that the captain came out to tell you that there was a hole in the plane because of the lightning strike. Yeah. Asking for a picture of something well, you're, is not that you're unusual. related. Yeah, I was going to say, right. and what was your family, reaction? Clearly, yeah. What was your reaction to that when she? My said reactions that? was, "What am I on the plane, mother effer?" Just the same way you called me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be a little weird though calling her a mother bleeper because that would be talking about your own mother, right? Well, in this case, sister. But yeah, no, no. But oh, if you called her a mother bleeper. Oh, oh right. Yeah, I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you have any more, Linz, or are we done? Yes, last one here. So, as we mentioned earlier, the Timberwolves beat the Clippers in the playing game last night to clinch the seventh seed in the West and set up a first-round matchup against the Grizzlies. It's the second playoff appearance in 18 years for the Timberwolves, so they went all out while celebrating. Like, really all out. There was crying, there were kisses, there was some stripping. And the over the top <laughs> celebration caught the eyes of Twitter and the Inside the NBA crew. And this is what Chuck and the guys had to say about it. So that is one festive joint up there right now. <laughs> tell you that right now. You know what I miss? You know I, I miss mean, after tell the celebration them playing. We are the champions. We need one shot in the moment. Hey, if that coach takes off his shirt in the locker room, ain't no water on him. Hey, man, I want to. They doing a little too much. We are the champions. Yo, you got guys crying. Hey, 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 I want to thank you guys for another great year. Yeah, we just did it. That was the quickest playoffs we've ever had. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. I was watching that and I was it, it was kind of cool initially because, look, I, I, I like I told Mason Ireland earlier, I did. They hadn't been in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I think 2018 was the first time they had been in the playoffs since 2004 when they played the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. So I was there for their first playoff game in 14 years. And it's been another four years since. And this is technically not a playoff game. It's a play-in game. So, um, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Cap, have the worst overall all-time winning percentage in NBA history. They don't have much of a history because the Lakers left town <laughs> and took their history with them. You know what I mean? So it's like they don't have much there. 
So I get them celebrating all that and, you know, being all whatever, like over the top. However, two things can be true at the same time, as I've told you numerous times. I also was howling of laughter watching the NBA on TNT and listening and watching that in real time because I was, in retrospect, as cool as it was initially, then I thought more of it and their reaction was so funny that I was laughing too, and I'm like, yeah, this is hilarious. It could be two things at once. I know everybody was ripping the Timberwolves for their over-celebration. I mean, look, it's true. They were celebrating like they had just won Game 7 of the NBA Finals on a yeah. half-court second Carl shot. Anthony Towns' girlfriend Jordan Wood was out there. Like, Woods was out there kissing him. Like, Patrick <laughs> Beverly jumped on the scorer's table. Right. So did Anthony Edwards, off. by the right. way. Yeah. Right, the, these guys, I mean, uh, Patrick Beverly took his jersey off, threw it into the stands. Right. He put an Instagram post about the Clippers. He was yelling at the Clippers bench. He was yelling at everybody. He was crying. Yeah. A-Rod hugged him. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. I know. And, and, as, and as much as they're getting clowned everywhere for over-celebrating a win in the play-in tournament, I mean, look, you know, it's an emotional time. First of all, you're down by 10 with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, so you make a great comeback. The crowd is going absolutely nuts. And, George, you outlined it. You know, their terrible history. So while everybody's clowning those dudes, I actually kind of thought it was cool. I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was both, okay? Like, I thought it was cool. Um, and then when those guys were making fun of him, I'm like, well, that's funny, too. Well, that was like, funny, you know too, I mean? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are great. And I I, I, uh, I tweeted and text, I, I text Charles and said, like, man, leave those dudes alone, man. And he just gave me a laughing, crying <laughs> One emoji One shining back. moment. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yes. All right, that is Radio Tinder. Uh, each and every day at 530. All right, we got 10 more minutes in this segment. We do. But let me tell you first, Radio Tinder is presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Find tequilas are sold or visit tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. So we got a couple more minutes here. Now, I, I thought that that was, you know, whatever, not a, a huge deal. Um, and then it was also funny, so whatever. But I, I, it's why I love that show, the NBA on TNT. Uh, it, it is – look, I think that that and College Game Day are my two favorite shows. Now, granted, NBA on TNT is more of a post-game show, uh, and College Game Day is obviously more of a pre-game show. But I think both are incredible for what they do. And there's always, like, really fun moments. Um, I also think both shows, Cap, are like kind of the show of record for their mm -hmm. sport. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Because when you think about, for example, the NFL – you think about the Fox NFL pregame show, and you've got Kurt Menefee and Terry Bradshaw and that crew. And then you think about the NFL today on CBS, and you got James Brown. And Oh, see, you know, really? I don't think of that with the NFL. Like, I don't think there's a show of record. I think well, they all just kind of compete. Yeah. But that's exactly my point. Because oh, then, I see. Because then, then on ESPN, you've got, you know, whatever game day show is going on. So what happens is with the NFL, you've got the NFL Network, ESPN, Fox, CBS. You have all these competing pregame shows. When it comes to basketball... The TNT show, that's it. That's the show, period. That's it. Yeah. Even though ESPN has shows, that's the show. It's and the show of record. You right. know what I mean? It, I don't and, think there's, there's any question. And when it. it comes to yeah. college football, no matter how, how much people have tried, including Fox has yeah. tried, college game day with, uh, with Kirk Herbstreet and Lee right. Corso. Now Reese Davis. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the show. Yes, yeah. I, I concur. And Desmond Howard, right, yeah. Those are the yeah. shows, college football and NBA. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, the Clayton Kershaw thing. Yeah. 
So now Fergie Jenkins has weighed in and said basically they'd have to rip the ball out of his cold, dead hands at this point. Because so now old we've got school. the, old, the right. old timers. I'm old school. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's I mean, that was kind of expected at this point. Right. Like some like one of these old guys was going to come out and say something. Correct. You know not I mean? not one of them. Pretty much probably all of them. Well, but right. <laughs> it, it, but here's my thing. Like for everyone that's all up in arms. And I had my friend Marcel Hall, buddy of mine, uh, text me during the show. And he says, I totally disagree with you. If he gives up one hit, then you take him out. It's the first week of the season. He has a, a, a whole rest, the, the whole rest of the season to go ahead and modify and make sure that he'll be okay for the rest of the year. Have we all gone soft? Uh-huh. And I, resp- I responded to him and said, look, the guy's missed months uh, for five straight seasons. His body's obviously failing him in a lot of ways. And he hadn't thrown more than 75 pitches because he said that, not me. Uh, and, and it's been nine months. Well, not, what has it been? Six months, seven months, or eight months, whatever it's been. I guess a long time. Um, and his response to me, of course, because he's like you, only simply said, YOLO. <laughs> OGFR, dog. I'm feeling you on that. Hey, listen, how about Reggie yeah, Jackson? Nobody says OGFR except you still. Yeah, that's not a thing, Cap. I don't I'm even gonna... know what that. I forgot what it means, even. You don't know what oh, OGFR? On God for real, I believe. Oh, okay. On, okay. on okay, God for right. real. That's okay. right. Gotcha. That's right. That's right. Oh, on God or oh God? On God. What? I don't know what that means. I, the, the young kids, George, I just take what they say and I take it and I adopt it and then I use it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Wait, I don't, I don't even, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. OGFR. <laughs> on God for real. Oh, geez. That's what okay. these kids say. That's what they say. Sorry, I just, I, I had to call attention to it because I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, well, YOLO, you know what that means? Uh, yep, that one I do. I've heard that one before. Okay, got it. Reggie Jackson, George. I'm a huge Reggie Jackson fan. I'm not talking about the basketball player. I'm talking about Mr. October himself, Reggie Jackson, the original Reggie Jackson. You with me? Reggie mm-hmm. Jackson puts out a tweet today, and here's what he says. Clayton Kershaw, perfect game, 80 pitches. Take him out? What the? What's the game coming to? One of the era's best, and you take him out with a perfect game in the seventh? Seven nothing, Dodgers winning, and you take him out? And then in all caps, this is Reggie Jackson. This is baseball. Please, people that have never played, get out of its way. Hey, Reggie, I love you, babe. I do. I'm a huge Reggie fan. But, but, you do know that Dave Roberts had a very, very successful playing career. He wasn't Mr. October necessarily, although they might call him that in Boston. But seriously, Dave Roberts gave what I thought, George, was a very solid explanation for why they did this. If this is 30 games into the season and it's Kershaw's sixth start, that's different. This is the first start of the year in a, in a shortened spring training. Guys, I wanted to see him get a perfect game, too. I was My initial reaction was, what? You're taking him out? But it all makes sense, given who it is and when it is, I think. Yeah, and again, he hasn't pitched. Um, you know, he, he's pitched. I'm trying to look here. So he pitched. He was hurt since July, July 3rd he pitched, and then he pitched again. In September a couple of times. Right, because remember, he, it, he, they shut him down before the All-Star game last year. Correct. 
and then he pitched a couple more times, did not go longer than five innings in any of those starts, okay? And then so they, but they tried to give it a go at the end of the season with him. So basically, he's had one, two, three, four, okay? He's had four starts, and he's thrown, I'm trying to see how many pitches he threw, uh, 50, 74, 73, 42. So he didn't throw more than 75 pitches in those starts either, okay? 250 pitches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. He's thrown 250 pitches. Since last since, July. Or no, since, since last, last July. Yeah. 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 In, Look, in basically nine months. I get it, though. I understand. That's not a lot, is my no, point. That's no. why you can't pitch him more than what you pitched him. I understand, though, why fans. Look, Cap, it, to me it's no different than you, you – like in football, okay? And I understand football is a, a super violent sport, and it's not apples to apples per se. But in football, there's a lot of times I'm watching football where I'm like, hey, man, if a guy's hurt, whether it's um, trauma to the head – Guys want to get back in the game or or even playing through ankle injuries or whatever, knee injuries. I'm like, sometimes you got to save guys from themselves. No you know? doubt. No doubt. Well said. And that, But listen, nobody had to save Clayton Kershaw from himself because Clayton Kershaw was like, yeah, you know, I've only had one simulated game where I had 75 pitches and we're already at 80. So I don't think this is smart for me. But wait a minute. Do you really think that even if he disagreed and he really wanted to pitch and then he just gave in to Dave Roberts, do you really think that in like the third or fourth or whatever game of the season, he's going to go on like the record publicly and be like, no, I wanted to stay in. And I told him I wanted to stay in. He pulled me out. Like Clayton Kershaw is just not that kind of guy. Even if he thought that, he wouldn't say that. I, I don't know, though, Lindsay. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. It, put it this way. If nothing else, I think we would have been able to hear in his tone his disappointment with the decision. But when we heard Clayton Kershaw earlier today, and I know we can replay it if we want to, he seemed very upbeat and talked about not being selfish. It's not about me and a perfect game. It's about our team and winning a championship. And that's what I heard. I don't know. Maybe, listen, I acknowledge I am naive oftentimes. I get it. But in this particular case, I believe what Clayton Kershaw is saying, and I support what Dave Roberts did, even though selfishly I would have preferred for, for Kershaw to stay in the game and go for it. That, I would have preferred for him to go for it. But I understand the rationale as to why you don't, particularly with that player, given his injury history. Yeah, of course. If you're just rational about it, for sure. But we're being selfish here is the problem. All right, no more problems. We can continue discussing those problems on the other side. We'll pause. Also, Better Duran has weighed in on something you said, which you know will not go well for you. Oh, I know. Uh, we'll it's got to be something about his jacket, right? We'll, we'll do that. Plus, there's some coaching stuff on the Lakers I want to get to. We'll do that on the other side as well. Stick around. We're back in three minutes.